Stand by. You're listening to the Naively Optimistic Podcast with your hosts, Danny and Gary. The ego is saying, what's happening here? It's an opportunity for spiritual growth. Do you still think the royal family were shape-shifting lizards? Yes, I do. Give it up for the last two fucking shite-talking spas. Run the muck, beat us fuck on down and all your dads. Burning the ears off for that cheese, bring all Dublin down to its knees. This podcast fucking shite, tell me, where else would you be? So sit back, like, relax, have a drink, lose the cacks. And take in all the cack that comes out of these scaldy rats. Oh. Laughing my head off doing the clips there the other day of uh, of episode 13 and I came across a clip. There's some gems in that episode where it's like uh, we're talking about sex dolls or whatever, and you're like, "Would you get one?" And I was like, "Sure, what do I need one of them for? I have you." Even I got to think we're full on banging man. Not that I give a fuck about Not that. Not that we aren't. Fact, yeah, I want to actually endorse that of anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ireland's That's too. That's called uh, manifestation. <laughs> Yeah, or we're going to be uh, leading the charge, LGBT podcasters from Dublin. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Mate, you notice there, there's a, an investment firm in America, right, um, called the Gangel Investment Group, as in gay angel investors. <laughs> They're called the Gangels. Isn't that mad? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, what's the threshold to enter, apart from being gay? No, they actually do have to be gay. Like, without, no mess, they only actually invest in like LGBT companies. Interesting. Um, oh, so uh, we're pivoting. <laughs> <laughs> Gay Trion's coming up next. <laughs> Gay Trion. <laughs> hey, bravo, bravo. Thank you very much. That was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. But uh, we have a very interesting episode today for all you fucking fantastic people, don't you, Daniele? Yes, and first things first, to any new listeners tuning in, welcome. Uh, if this is your first episode, dude, be sure to go back and catch up on the absolute madness that's incurred over season one now into season two of the United of Mystic podcast. Oh, 100%. You know what I was thinking? Because we're on season two now and, you know, we've come out of gates swinging basically, going into quite content-heavy episodes. When I look back at season one, it really is just an introduction to the lads. It's just a gigantic introduction to the lads. Obviously, we've done like things like 9-11. And, uh, <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. That's not like an admission. That. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. I feel like Prince Andrew. <laughs> But um, now we're moving into the swing of things and doing things a bit more like uh, central, I think, to our, our core beliefs for hitting the, the conspiracy and the, the paranormal shit hard at me. We are indeed. And man, I don't even know where to begin with, with, with today's episode. It's um, a crazy one. It's a cra- And do you know what? It's a, I know we did Chinese marriages on the Patreon last week, which, by the way, if any of you guys are craving more mm. of the lads, I highly suggest signing up to the Patreon. We do one extra episode a month. It's generally pretty fucking mental and something that you... Bit, bit off the beaten track, shall we say. We should actually keep um, it... We should keep a snippet of the intro even on the... Oh, stop. Yeah, like the intro cracks me every time. Obviously, our main intro is that English board. You're listening to the Naively Optimistic Podcast. <laughs> we, were doing the, we were doing the Patreon. We were like, let's have a new intro. Um, and we were in the office and we were having the crack and we were like, well, I want to get rid of that English board for one. I want to do something else. And we were like experimenting with all these uh, different like nationalities. And we just thought it'd be funny to have like either like a Chinese board or like like a fucking um, Indian board or like a Filipino, right? And we were going through them all. And it was actually like, it was a tough one to pick, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like it was really hard, but we landed on the Indian board. We were actually going through different dialects of Indian as well. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what does she say again? Um, stand by. Stand, stand by <laughs> your entertainers. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Gary and Mr. Danny. <laughs> oh, Mr. Gary and Mr. Danny thing. Yeah. I fucking adore. And, and it's the lads unleashed podcast, which is funny. Um, yeah, we really exactly. do. We really do get unleashed. But as Gaz said, last week's episode was was wacky over there um links in our bio if you want to go check it out and again we appreciate the support as well as a mug you got a mug as well which is always a, always a show and they're uh they're in transit at the moment guys is that correct <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah. honestly the crosshairs are on me about these mugs it's tina she is to blame the mugs are on route but they i don't know what to tell you they they've been on route for fucking ages like look we'll allow, uh, we'll allow you a pint we'll allow anyone a pint who comes up actually though this is nearly an incentive when the mugs arrive we'll actually be hand delivering them within reason we're obviously not going to be driving down to fucking like bleeding mayo or anything like that if you're in the dublin uh, area <laughs> and listening if you're in the if you're in the the pale <laughs> we'll, we'll venture out shake the hand um, 100% we'll get a pick yes so your mugs will be getting hand delivered as a, as a bit of a sorry shall we say for uh, for the delay but we're actually adding to the tears all the time so jump in now obviously be your support the lads is I can't think is enough but it definitely is going to be uh, worthwhile as we start adding on to the tears and making it more valuable you know but um, on to today's episode so it's an interesting topic off the beaten track. Literally. Uh, the pun, I suppose, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Man, we're syncing up, man. We're like fucking boards on that period to joke was. <laughs> 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 Did you ever see that when moths are living in a gaff? They all their, uh, there's that whole thing about their, their fucking periods syncing up. Yeah, it's madness. And what was the reason for that again? Is it just because, um, is it because they can like... Misery loves company. Yeah, that's kind of it, is it? Like they yeah. kind of cuddle together and protect each other in their time of need. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't know, to be honest with you, but it's fucking, it's fascinating, fascinating. But um, mm-hmm. what we are covering today is a topic known as Missing 411, which mm-hmm. is a phenomenon, mm-hmm. which, pff, it's fucking crazy, but basically, in essence, what it, what it entails is the mass disappearance of people, literally just vanishing into thin air in national parks, in America, obviously, not like Ireland, like the Fino or fucking... Marley Park or something like that. Because in fairness, <laughs> that was you had a few too on. many at longitude, and you went off into the bushes. Yeah, if anyone would know what was happening to Phoenix, me as an ex-employee of the Phoenix Park, <laughs> my rent boy phase. Remember? <laughs> Do I remember, <laughs> mate? I was one of your favorite customers. Yeah, that's how we met. Yeah. Disregard the first episode where we actually talk about where we met. We actually met because Danny was a prized customer mine out in the Phoenix Park. Mm-hmm. But uh, as I always allude to, to, my former colleagues in the Phoenix Park are disgusted ever since I've moved on to Greater Pastures. <laughs> 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 so I don't, I'm actually not allowed in the Phoenix Park anymore. They run me out there. Like even if I'm there just recreationally, they, they spot me and they just storm me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I actually see Leo mention the Fino in his, his speech today. Oh, I have seen Leo in the I'm Phoenix not. Park. Phoenix Park, for that matter. Um, <laughs> what was he saying? He's like, he's like, deputy. I don't even. I, I don't. I actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it, it, it's legal to, you know, drink in public or whatever it was he was saying. Or it's, don't it's mind that, Fanny. All I can say for a fact that chap has done much worse in the Phoenix Park. <laughs> Another prized client of mine. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually gone now for two years. Poor Leo. He's back, though, isn't he? They're doing like this mad yes, fucking. He's, he's, he's back. The trilogy. The trilogy, I know he'd be back again, but we have Michal. We have Michal in for a while, yes. which is Gary's favorite. Um, and what's synonym for uh, flute? Man, I, do you know I was just when we were doing the clips the last few days on uh, Instagram, we're just laughing at just how much we talk about flutes, both our own and <laughs> others. It's just people are going to do what the fuck is going on. We actually don't, don't talk this. about gash at all. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fuck snatch. <laughs> <laughs> 
stop for fuck's sake. Bob back into today's topic. Um, where do we kind of start with this? So we'll talk about David David for a second, I guess. Because well, mm-hmm. he... Well, Misinformed mm. 1 is like a series of books, right? Essentially. Yeah. Documents. Eight books, I think he's wrote. Documentaries as well, which... Sorry, one yet highlight that. Yeah. Literally document this, which is people who have gone missing in national parks, essentially. Um, but under strange circumstances, to say the least, right? 100%, yeah. So David is actually an ex garda right? <laughs> <laughs> as I call them I know it's America but fuck it they're Garda right <laughs> but the next Garda at 20 years I suppose it's probably good to kind of preface this backstory just to offer a bit of credibility um, fucking law enforcement 20 years and actually in fairness though speaking of credibility there is a bit of a hiccup we probably need to go on <laughs> David is involved with the, with the let me get this right the, uh, <laughs> the North American um Bigfoot Big search, group. search group. <laughs> so he's affiliated with with the Bigfoot search group of North America, which you know, as you as you might have guessed, our search group put together to research, I suppose, to and hunt, hunt down Mister Bigfoot himself. Yeah, Mister Foot. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, that's where he started. So he started out basically getting into the folklore tale of Bigfoot himself, <laughs> and he he puts together retreats and stuff to go and actually find Mister Bigfoot. Um, yeah, but but do you know what's mad? He actually, even though he's he's mad into Mister Foot and everything, he actually doesn't ever bring Mister Foot into into this case. He's actually quite professional with how he researched this. Obviously, with his with his guard background, like you know, in terms of like looking at cases, you know, it's going to be done with to the utmost of his fucking ability. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he has a criteria as well um, when it comes to looking at these cases. So like the cases range from literally the nineteen thirties to to present day, and there's been literally thousands upon thousands. But the way, um, so how it appeared on. David's radar is two rangers came to him and he's like, look, Dave, I'm not sure if you know this, but there's absolutely fucking loads of disappearing, uh, disappearances that happen across uh, America. Well, kind of uh, mainly in Yosemite, but in, in different national parks as well, um, where, you know, a lot of them can be explained, but some of them literally cannot be explained whatsoever. And we'll go into kind of more intimately, I suppose, the, the cases as we go on. But um, so he started looking into it and he got on to Yosemite Park first, right, to see if he could get a list. This is um, mad, by the way. Like, <clears throat> yeah, it's like, nuts, man. The lists that, like, he tried to get a list essentially of all the people who, who went missing at the time. Uh, it was just in the park, right? It wasn't even a national um, list. <laughs> they they didn't they didn't have one, but they had like what's weird, and you'll, you'll explain, I guess, like what like what they quoted and stuff. They had lists of everything. They had lists of like the types of like trees, like everything in the park, like the film is filled in the park, everything. But they didn't have a list of missing people in the park crazy and do you remember they were saying oh we keep that list in our head <laughs> which is wild <laughs> like all of our staff just have that list in our head and he was like all right well uh, can i get it <laughs> and uh, they were like uh, well, what you want it for and they were he was like well look i'm an author and uh, i want to i'm doing a bit of research into missing cases um missing birds and cases in national parks and they were like all right well look um yeah you will get back to you about that and then they rang him back and they were like on oh, like you're, you're not an author like not enough of your books have been published so we don't trust you basically and then eventually he managed to get somewhere in the conversation but they were like if you want the list it's going to cost you 32 grand and he was like what and he was like oh, for fuck's sake so then he went higher up the chain again i wanted to get a list then for all national park uh, missing person cases and he was quoted 1.2 million which is insane which is fuck they said it was like about 65 dollars an hour to do this work 
If you take 1.2 million divided by 65, what do you get? Like 20,000, oh 20,000, yeah. 200,000, no like that? Yeah, and like there's only, isn't there only like 2,000 like cases pretty much? Like, yeah, so well, what the fuck are they talking about? We got into, wasn't it, 2,000, how many of these, so we'll get into now, so how many of these cases actually were, did he look at exactly? Yeah, so he looked at 2,000, but he was very, very, um, so I suppose strict with the criteria of cases that he was going to pursue and kind of, and and really look into, and there were cases that couldn't be explained away, like simply by things like, you know, suicide, animal attacks, um, to natural causes, all of these different things. So things that were literally cases that were just so. They couldn't like there's there's no logic to them. Like people who were murdered, like no, like any sign of anything. These are like people who literally like vanished, yeah. And yeah, but some yeah. some reappeared, right? Oh, stop! Yeah, I'm gonna go into uh into this now as well so the actual cases right so when, when he was looking at the 2000 cases he, he discovered there was like a pattern basically right to uh, a lot of these cases right and one was a few of the patterns which are very very interesting is so strange behavior with the search dogs do you remember this mm-hmm, so the search mm-hmm. dogs when they'd be brought in to like recover a trial basically of a missing person they'd literally be acting very erratically and they wouldn't pick up the center if they did they just flat out just like refuse stop. to pursue it do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um or they take the the guard basically to like the location <laughs> where the last person was seen and then just stop as if the person just literally vanished into thin air in that particular location like do you know what i mean and um so another strange pattern with these cases is if there is a body found it's usually in an area that has been yes. like searched thoroughly, like t- like time, time again. And there's been a few cases of that. Like it's back in the area, like within like a mile or two from, or the exact same pretty much area where the person vanished, right? It's nuts, man. Yeah, like I was watching the documentary yesterday, and there's like one of the one of the cases with this elf, and he's like in his eighties, and he's a like seasoned hunter. <clears throat> Even though he's in his eighties, like he's in serious nick, like and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they've they searched the area, right? So th- the thing about it is, right, there's bizarre oddities with this as well whereas people generally go missing when they're like right beside people like right under people's nose it's not like they fucked off right just by themselves although there is cases like that there is loads where for example people are in a line like you know four or five people and generally the person at the back that gets just just vanishes into thin air but this with this with this one outfit they were out hunting and they were just a couple of hundred yards apart and he was on a rock basically in a forest uh looking for a deer and then his three pals were you know another 100 meters away another 100 meters away 100 more and then anyway they, were, they had walkies and everything and then by the time the hunt had ended, uh, they were they were reaching out to him, trying to call him and everything. He, he didn't appear. And there was a full on, basically like a search for him in the forest. And they, they could not find a trace of him, like not a single trace, no footprints, no, no evidence that is, you know, there was a struggle or he was taken or like, like is gone, nothing like he, it was like he literally was sit, sat on that rock and disappeared. And actually an interesting one is one of his mates said that um, about half an hour before the hunt ended, he heard like, a sound he, he can't actually describe to this day. He said it sounded like a trap door opening and closing. It was like, whoosh, jump in. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing he, he remembers like from that day as being odd and strange. And obviously our man never came back. But um, a lot of these cases, um, there, was a, there was another case as well with a hunter as well, where they were literally like searching the grid nonstop. And they were going back and forth. And like, do you know when they like put the strings out to go, okay, we searched this area. So it's not like mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. by memory. They know for a fact they've actually searched this area thoroughly you know plenty of cases where the bodies have just appeared literally um in that as if they just like, fucking been dropped from the sky yeah and you know what's weird about the autopsies there's never there's no uh cause of death a lot of the time so they literally when they they they, they write it off as like hypothermia but the 
when the coroner is actually examining the bodies, there, there's no actual like injuries or um, evidence that, that that is the case. But they just go, oh, it must be hypothermia. Do you know what I mean? Because he was left out for that long, uh, or she. There's been a few cases of, of women, obviously, as well. But um, some other crazy um, patterns, I suppose, is there's usually like a weather event, like a strange weather event that happens in and around this uh, this particular situation where like it'll just be it'll be grand weather one second then it'll just shift to like fucking crazy hail or crazy snow or whatever it may be and another weird one is wildlife generally disappears from the area which is weird isn't it that's very fucking weird yeah um, the Garda when they were doing a search for one of the people they were like it was strange when we went up <laughs> when we went up there was no squirrels no deer no nothing and normally when you go into that particular part of um, Yosemite a, this was, yeah because they're in a, like Yosemite like national park filled with all kinds of wildlife and it's strange like even a, like to even find a, like a few hundred yard patch with no wildlife is very odd oh it's absolutely bizarre and speaking of um of bodies just appearing in like areas that have already been searched there was one case where a kid's body just literally ended up on top of a tree trunk um obviously dead and they, they searched <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the <laughs> clarification there Gary. Sorry, mate. how do you doing mate just gave you thought it was just like oh what's yeah. up boys <laughs> just sitting on a tree trunk what's up just chilling boys but uh <laughs> and they searched the area looks <laughs> <laughs> sake man we're going to hell but um we're gonna go into a few tales here whereas again there's been so many uh stories with kids going missing in very very strange scenarios and uh like there was one one story with a three-year-old right who vanished and was found basically obviously deceased once again uphill right like in mount like usually they're they're, they're found in like terrain so someone they'll be literally be with their parents one second and their parents will turn around and they'll just literally vanish and then mm-hmm. upon searching for the child they'll find the child basically like up a miles fucking away. mountain yeah pretty much like up a mountain and like weird like um terrains that Obviously, a fucking three-year-old would not be able to uh, to get up there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Usually, it's high altitude as well. Like when they're when they're filmed, which is nuts, isn't it? Um, and then if they are filmed alive, they usually have absolutely zero memory of the event or have strange memories of it. If you want to go into this, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so <laughs> one of the kids was three years of age. Um, now I remember when I was three, let alone do I not remember anything. Like was barely verbal. But this kid came back saying that. Um, de- depicting this event saying that he was taken away by someone that looked like his grandmother and then he was brought to some um, some room or some kind of like dark place where there's a lot of people around and they told him uh, he <laughs> explained the fact that they told him to defecate on, in his hands or was it on the ground oh it was like yeah showing it into a piece of paper or something like that <laughs> yeah. yeah and then when he was like no they went nuts on him <laughs> These robots, like, about essentially, like yeah, he said they're robots. I'm like, well, cool, cool. We're taking testimony from a three year old here. We're not, we're not really yeah. <laughs> expecting too much, but still, this is weird, right? Yeah, nuts, man. And uh, then another case as well. This this is actually a real commonality where um, if they find people uh, bodies, they're usually like completely naked and their clothes are in perfect conditions. In some cases, actually folded. Isn't that mad? Yeah, it's um, so fucking weird. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. And like, there was one one uh, case where like, um, a kid went missing, right? And then mm-hmm. they eventually um found this body, right? But then they found the shoes as well, right? Um, mm. which were in pristine condition, like despite being in the forest for like, because his body was badly decayed, but his shoes were like taken off him, right? And like placed near him, but they were in like pristine condition, which was nuts considering they were in the forest like for, for ages, like um, and like it's absolutely nuts. And then so, so, you know another pattern with these cases usually, right? 
the missing people either have like an extremely high IQ or like they're Down syndrome or autistic or like, so like, like both ends of the spectrum here. Do you know what I mean? Myself like or yourself, usual, basically. Yeah, pretty much like, yeah, <laughs> obviously on the, the Down syndrome and you're uh, the high IQ, you're intellectual me. entity. Don't <laughs> I was actually looking up um, the statistics on how many Irish people go missing uh, per year. Go away. Take, take a guess. Going? Per year, um, I wouldn't say it's that many. 50. 9,000. Fuck off. That's how many are reported missing. So both, but most of these, if they're not found within the first uh, 24 hours, statistically every like day that goes by, the percent of surviving or being found like drops drastically. 100, not to be too pessimistic around like that, but like if anyone I knew went missing, if they weren't found in the first two days, I'd be, I'd be like, right, there's zero. Expecting the worst. Back, like, 100%, no. like it's, it's fucked, man. Okay, I actually, yeah, uh, also, uh, I'm trying to find what county has the most missing people. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try and find that out. Yeah, I wonder who that is. Actually, let me take a, a wild guess and say it's going to be someone like fucking Leitrim or something. Yeah, or maybe like Wicklow. Wicklow Mountains is a, is a big one. Apparently, yeah. there's a spot called the Vanishing Triangle. F- fuck off in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. No, mate, this is missing four one, won't you? Yes, it's it's a term commonly used to refer to a hyper. Yeah, sorry. This was the mid late 1990s. This was all up in the in the Wicklow Mountains. No. This is all the Larry Murphy. Um, yeah. All around that time. Around Johnny Fox's, Glenn Cullen up to... Um, That's where you get the mushrooms, Johnny's. Yes. Johnny Fox's. If anyone wants to come out picking with us this year, <laughs> that'll be on our f- 10 euro Patreon. <laughs> it's actually a few months <laughs> away, mate. It's not yeah, too far mate. away. Jeez, we could actually have a mushroom hunt. And missing. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, Imagine that on our Patreon. I'm 100% up for that. We can live stream it on Twitch or something. <laughs> come yes, join us virtually. Mate. Yeah, and then around. after we could we could start taking them in a field. Actually, I remember me and my mate Orm went uh, picking mushies in a, in a field there out in Johnny Fox, and we like climbed into a farm. I was fucking shying myself. I thought some farm was gonna burst out with a shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, yeah, like they're all around Johnny Foxes. If anyone wants to pop out with us in November, we'll have an official lively optimistic mushy hunt. Yes. Oh, mate. Even like the other thing as well. Speaking of the the name there. Uh, we're talking about adding on another section, sorry, to our Patreon as well. Oh, um, yes. Because not only was actually going to up it, it's probably going to end up being like an epi- extra episode every week or every second week at least, two episodes per month, where once a month we go content heavy. Um, but then on top of that, do you want to explain your, your idea here, guys? Yeah, so we were chat- like, so me and Danny had a bit of a session as Gaff there last week, and obviously the great Cathy uh, appeared as well, and we were uh, running rings around that cracker as per usual. And uh, <laughs> I was just chatting to Danny after, I was like, man, we should actually add another episode to the Patreon and call it Naively Pistamistic, right? Where we just get absolutely pissed, right? And have the crack and just record the whole thing on like our little, like, shout our little lapel mics, do you know what I mean? And uh, just talk absolute Barry, man, because there was some seriously good fucking funny shit coming out, wasn't there? It was very, very funny. Yeah, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, I wish I could share this with the lads. Even, um, more, even more of a reason to, to hop, on, <laughs> hop on over. But where do we leave off there regarding the... I was talking, yeah, Ireland, 9,000 people, which is mad. But myself and yourself here with a high, high IQ and low IQ, I'll take the low IQ. Yeah, we'd Dude. be fucked, wouldn't we? We'd be snatched up, snatched. So another uh, reoccurring team as well. These are all just, you know, part of um, young David's criteria and, and stuff. He's... he's, he's analyzing and seeing okay there's, there's a there's a trend here basically with all these disappearances it's going to sound a bit weird but it's usually when people wander off to pick berries 
Isn't that weird? Like, like when not That's usually, very but like weird. a lot of cases have been like when people just wander off to pick berries, like, um, and also it, if they're near a body of water or, um, if there's uh, an area of like, um, granite or like boulder fields, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is interesting. And now, these are all just like st- statistical patterns. So exactly, these are just like, yeah. look, this has occurred a lot that more than other things. So it's not saying this is the only type Every of case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so another thing as well is there's, you know, when they have like the search and rescue planes or helicopters, mm-hmm. um, a lot of time those vehicles have like malfunctions when searching the area. It's not mad. Like, and some of them have crashed and all. This is fucking mad. And like, as you touched on there earlier as well, like the people at the back of the line, like there's no sound. They like, when they get, like when they vanish, there's no scream, no animals. Mm-hmm. It's fuck. It's- it's bizarre like these people are literally vanishing and especially the kids which is weird like so we'll get into a few of the um the the cases now with the kids you've perked up danny uh, <laughs> but um so one case is with a kid that obviously they don't name they just call him john doe in this case um which we've actually t- discussed in a previous episode haven't we danny the, john and jane up the, yeah john and jane though so when uh when they don't want to name a body or a person um in a case or if they don't actually know who it is if they find a corpse they just nickname it john doe or Jane though, but um, this this particular case was uh, another three year old kid who was like fly fishing uh, at a river, like with his, with his parents, and then he vanished for five hours. This is actually when you were talking about like what we'll kind of expand on it now. Um, and he was fly fishing, and then literally out of the the forest, he was actually with his granny as well, like on on the trip. But he was looking over at the the fucking tree line, and then seeing his granny walking out of the forest, and she was like beckoning him on to like come over to her, and then he ran over. And then completely can't remember anything else but being in like this room where he was like being like basically examined by like he referred to them as like motionless robots. Do you know what I mean? And they had this kind of strange glow around them, and um, and then f- fucking told them that he was like from outer space and he was planted in his mother's womb, and basically told them when they were finished with him after he showed after he showed it on the paper for them. <laughs> right? They were like go out to the tree line there and wait till they're found, and then when they did find them, they just literally found them there standing there, and that's that's what he told them. Like, and that was like five hours later, and uh, so very, very, very strange. And on the same trip as well, his granny, actual granny, not ghost granny, right, was actually dragged. <laughs> ghost <laughs> granny, yeah, <laughs> that's what we'll call her. <laughs> was dragged over tent, right, and uh, she woke up with this like pain in her neck, and then when she like got someone to look at the back of her neck, she found t- they said there was two holes in the like base of her neck. It's not mad. Fucking hell, and you know. If you, if you read into all like alien abductions and all of you seen all that stuff like mm-hmm. where they like where and there's loads of fucking yeah there's loads of um interesting cases like this where people have uh have literally woke up during the night and had like really vivid dreams of being abducted right and they'll like have a scar on their arm or like usually like um in their like back or neck or something like that and when they go to to get like an x-ray or something they find like metal isn't that mad inside them mm. fucked like absolutely crazy you 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 had a story about being abducted, didn't you? Did I have a what was that again? <laughs> no, um, you abducted me, mate. Yeah. Terrible things to me. <laughs> <laughs> man, I would want to be abducted, man, purely for the problem. Yes, well, the anal problem. That's what I'm on about. I literally sometimes just stand in the Phoenix Park with a big fucking flashlight or like an <laughs> antenna. Do you know what I mean? Like a hanger, basically, right? Just to let the aliens know that I'm game. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm ready to rock if they want to just buzz down and just absolutely lash the air on. <laughs> For educational purposes, obviously. Of course, mate. I'm an academic at the end of the day. I think I'm a sicko or something. Jim, I want to learn about with these uh, species from the cosmos. Mm. <laughs> but um, there's another case about this young fella called uh, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be Man. fair, a four-year-old. 
The fans love when I Irish it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, this young is called Alfred Bailhart, right? And this is in the 30s, boys. 38. Taking things back now, going back a bit. Wizard of Oz was out at this stage. I mean, mm-hmm. man, you ever said uh, the fucking, I don't know if I talked to you before, but what, now that you mentioned Wizards of Oz, the, um, there's a hanging man in the background of one man, of the scenes. I, we were only talking about that myself and James the other day. It's so weird to bring that up. It's it's actually mad, isn't it? It's like one of the dwarfs apparently um, necked themselves. Mm. Live on set. Apparently the whole thing was fucked. Like your one was doing like coking all the time. Um, oh, what's her name? Judy something. Garland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's mad for the chat though. Mad <laughs> for the chat. That's how she died. Like. Don't blame her, mate. Fucking legend. <laughs> 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 but uh, El Alfie anyway this young fella um, was four year old again young young child vacationing with the Alfie family at the Colorado Rocky Mountain National Park right and this is a weird one right so he was literally walking with his family just behind them kicking rocks or whatever and then they turned around and he was completely vanished um, and there was there was no footprints no sign that he was snatched up or anything like that again the, the sniffer dogs were brought in and they were able to trace the scent right but they, were, they traced the scent 500 feet uphill from where he vanished and there was, there was no footprints like going up the hill, do you know what I mean? Mm. And he was never found. But even while the dogs were tracing the scent, they were, they were again acting fucking weird as per usual. Like, do you know what I mean? Like mad nervous, laying down, really confused and not wanting to actually pursue the scent, which is wild, isn't it? What Just do you the think? Fact that, on, yeah. What do you think is going on here? I don't know, but there is a few theories at the end, which um, we'll definitely get into. Mm. But it's... It's fascinating, isn't it? Like, like you, do you know what I was thinking of when I was reading into it and listening to stuff? And I was like, man, imagine it's like some kind of mad, like dimensional thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Where people are just being snatched, like little portals or something are being mm-hmm. opened up and they're just getting, because that's like, there's not a single bit of physical evidence that there's a struggle or they've been taken. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, in a lot of these cases, do you know what I mean? Like, do you ever see when you lose money down your couch or something, you never find it? Just something falls out of your ass pocket, your jeans down the couch and it's gone. Like, do you think it, <laughs> It's just gone forever. It's slipped, slipped through dimensions. Yeah, percent. Um, why does this shit always happen in parks and stuff? Like, if this, like, right, bear with me here. If this was some absolute interdimensional entity or god, like yourself, kind of, um, oh, it's my own this, to the throne. Could this thing not strike when you're sitting home in your gaff, when you're walking down O'Connell Street, when you're in broad daylight? You know, because yeah, even at that, like, what afraid of being seen? Hardly, mate. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe it is. Maybe they are. They don't want to do something obvious. Like they just want to do it in a park where, like, there's probably a reasonable doubt that you know said person just ran off. Like even though they they don't have tracks. Now we're gonna we're gonna get into a bit of the FBI involvement after a few of the cases because the FBI involvement is weird because a lot of the time with these cases the FBI and like the Green Berets and all show up and as you probably know like the FBI don't actually involve themselves in like civil cases like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which is very strange that they're showing up. It was the, it was the special well, special task forces, wasn't it? Yeah, and even like at the time when they showed up, because like just the you know the local rangers and all that kind of stuff would be largely involved with like trying to recover um, a missing person in like the, the national park. So the fact that the FBI and the Green Berets are showing up with you know guns and everything, they're like, what? So what the f- why are they there? It's fascinating, isn't it? And uh, actually, since that David Politis has tried to actually reach out to the FBI and they just they, they ignore him, like they don't they don't tell him at all why why they've had interest, shall we say, in these national park disappearances. Um, but yeah, very 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 strange. But um, now to go back to our young friend Alfie, right? Um, the young fellow who who disappeared up uh, the five hundred foot. Um, range so the dogs are trying to trying to track him down again acting very strange won't uh won't pursue the scent but eventually they they cop on and then they they trace him 
uh, 500 feet uphill from where he was initially disappeared no tracks whatsoever however this is one of the freakiest parts of the story right so at the time when the kid went missing right there was hikers six miles away right mm-hmm. and they said they looked up and they seen a young boy right in like a really distressed situation and up in like a really hard to reach like cave area of the mountains mm-hmm. called the devil's nest and he looked like he was freaked and they were like what's that young fella doing up there like how do you fuck do you even get up there and this was minutes after he went missing right and he seemed to be again really dazed upset and then he was dragged away by like an unknown force like do you know what i mean fucked isn't it that is very fucked and a lot of these events have happened around cave um kind of like where like if you look at if you were to plot a map like a scatter graph of where these things happened and then overlay that on top of america's cave system there's a weird overlap between the two yeah it's nuts so you should actually if you are listening check out david um david's he has a map basically online and he has all these clusters where all these events happen and they're usually like very very close to so obviously if they're in yosemite they're like usually in the same parts of Yosemite, like clusters where the, where this all seems to happen. So it's, it's very specific to to precise areas, you know. Fucking mad. And then so another young fella who uh, went on the hop as well is uh, Kenny Miller, 12 <laughs> years of age. <laughs> and, uh, actually went on the hop. <laughs> I know. This chap as well, um, to go back to what you said, with low IQ, so he had some kind of mental... Um, um, illness apparently he was 12, but he had the like mental capacity of a four-year-old. So the parents knew they had to keep an eye on him um like like obviously you know you have a kid like that you, you can't let them out of your sight like and so they left them by the river just kind of playing with rocks and, and fucking them into into the river and then they turned away for a second while they're making dinner and then when they turned back he was gone like literally and they're in like an open area by the way and like it's not like he's going to be going anywhere like in a hurry that you wouldn't see him you know walking away especially if they only took their eyes off him for a second and then a month later they found this body after an extensive search 1500 feet above the area in an inaccessible area in a really rocky terrain thorn bushes like you name it like you know what i mean there was no chance of like bear grills getting in there handily let alone someone who was like mentally challenged on the kids do you know what i mean <laughs> how does this make sense but, like this makes no like normally whenever we get these stories we're like yeah it's plausible something happened how was a kid found 1500 feet above where they were I know it's nuts, man. Like, well, not, like even even there. like even if that's another human that has carried that child up there, it makes no like it makes little to no sense as to why that would happen. Man, it's nuts. Like when I was reading it initially, I was I was a little bit skeptical. I was like, ah, oh, surely these people are just getting whipped up or done in by like murders or whatever in the park are like. But the fact that a lot of these cases are so and they're like they're like they're, re- they're reappearing. Yeah, they're reappearing, and like again, I need to reiterate when these uh, bodies are found, like there there's no cause of death. Like these people are just dead. Like. Um, there's there's no injuries, there's nothing like a lot of the time. They're just literally deceased appearing on a different part of the fucking park, usually again in high altitudes. It's nuts it is. Very mm-hmm. weird. And it's it's weird the way there's so many kids as well. It's fucking sad really. But uh, another young fella, um old David Gonzalez nine, right? Um was in San, San Bernardino this time National Park ring. And he said said to us out and he was like, Look, any chance I can fly off to the car to get a few cookies? <laughs> she was like, Yeah, walk away. And uh, forty minutes later, she was like, "Now I don't know why it was forty minutes later, but yeah, this is." Well, I think is. she, I think in forty minutes, like forty minutes later, she went to the car and realized the cookies were still in the car and that he hadn't come back. Yeah, and uh, he was like, "She was like, oh bollocks!" And then, um, <laughs> look, long story short, body found one mile away. Um, after an extensive search, by the way, they had already been searching this area like fuck, um, for days, and you know they found them 
where they'd already searched and the body was found badly decomposed by the way like like in an advanced way like you know what i mean like because you know there's obviously a time like a timeline that most bodies decompose at like the same rate you know what i mean it was like it decomposed like faster than it ordinarily would do you know what i mean and then there wasn't the autopsy david's there was no trauma. david's parents actually said yeah you said like the autopsy revealed no trauma but david's parents actually said that like that wasn't him they had said that that was a body planted there that's how fucked this all is i don't know what year this was in but david's parents actually said that's like like yeah cool it might be him but he was that decomposed they didn't even know um but they're like we think that he's still alive and that's a body that was planted there how no, fucked is that yeah and this is a uh, yeah it's absolutely wild isn't it and the fbi and the green berets were very active in that one as well it's it's just it's just nuts i just think it's so fascinating that the government seems to have taken such a weird interest in these uh park disappearances like do you know what i mean but the final i suppose child case we'll talk about is uh dennis martin cousin of ricky not only messing right <laughs> <laughs> no he's only six right um <laughs> And he went missing in Great Smoky Mountains, uh, specifically in an area called Spence Field, right? And he was with a lot of his mates. And this this one is actually the weirdest one because it kind of leads weird. into like where we're going next with this whole thing. And he was with a couple of his mates and they were with their parents and they said to each other, come on, we prank our man that we'll hide behind these rocks and when they reach us, we'll jump out and scare them. So they did that and the other two kids jumped out and young Dennis was nowhere to be seen. And this was like, it wasn't like it was a fucking 10 20 minute thing they were literally just on front of their parents and they just jumped behind rocks and then their parents caught up it was like within seconds pretty much so all the kids jumped out and uh dennis again just completely disappeared into into thin air but one of the kids seen like i suppose the only way to describe this is this kind of large almost like like animal type bigfoot character like do you know what i mean uh, that was like really large that was like draped had something small draped over its shoulder and disappeared into into the forest and then starts screaming yeah Mm-hmm. And uh, again, FBI, Green Brace, fucking all over this case. But now we're moving into the theories, shall we say, right? Now, this is mm-hmm. stuff that is just mad, right? Because when I, when, when I was like reading into the same with yourself, then you probably reached a point where you're like, you were kind of like, what the fuck could this be? I'm kind of nearly open to anything, like almost like paranormal esque, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I was nearly entertaining all this mad dimension shit. I was like, maybe the are getting snatched into dimensions or something like that. Because, mm-hmm. like, the fact that there's no trails. And, you know, even when they're being discovered in different parts of the park, that sniffer dogs are only leading the, the guard to the point in which the child disappears. Do you know what I mean? It's literally like the, the child or the prison, prison person in general has literally vanished into a portal at that specific point. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely what, about the, what about the sounds as well? Like, which is very odd. Like, as Dennis's family, they said they heard like these, like, enormous, like, scr- sickening scream with, with, this, with this instance. Um, and you had seen the documentary as well. Um, you're actually going to put that clip in, aren't you? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'll, po- I'll pop it in here, actually. So um, I'll preface this clip before we go into w- what it is, right? Um, so with this clip, it's in the documentary, which is called Missing 411, The Hunted, right? And towards the end, there's a class clip in it, right? Where there's a couple of hunters and they talk about how they have this hunting camp, right? This campsite um, that's in Yosemite, but it's really off like the beaten track, right? And they actually don't reveal the location in the documentary, partly probably because of this, but also because they don't. They're like, no, it's actually sacred to us, so don't. So it's actually just unknown in the documentary. But there's three hunters that say they've been going there since the 70s, and um, they said what they experienced in this particular part of the park is fucking insane. And they actually mm-hmm. don't go that much anymore because of this. They used to go like fucking, now they only go once a year. And uh, But in the clip, right, um, they 
in this particular campsite, there's like a little cabin, I suppose, the best way to describe it is. And it started in the 70s where they were just at their campfire, yapping away. And, and they always say it's always in the kind of late evening, night time that this happens. But they're sitting there yapping away and they just, they, they felt like they're being observed. Do you know what I mean? And they were like, mm-hmm. what? And then all of a sudden, like, they, I'll play the, the clip now in a second, but they heard these noises, right? And it's, they're like, what the fuck is that? It's like this kind of Sounds mad. like those uh, two junkies riding in the canal. Yeah, it's exactly like that. <laughs> no, it's like this mad, like almost like guttural wolf kind of sound. Like, do you know what I mean? But it, it didn't sound like anything they'd ever heard. And they were thinking, oh, sweet mother of Jesus, what the fuck is this? And so I'm going to play the clip now, right? But I'll have to tell you what, because I'm obviously not going to put the video in, but while you're watching the clip, it actually pops over um, in writing on the screen that they actually had the clip analyzed, right? The documentary makers by by full-on like audio specialists that were able to determine that this wasn't made by a human, right? But it was made by, do you know, I'm actually going to hop in, right, and just read exactly what it says. Give me a second though, because I want to actually get this right because it's fucking wild. Ron and his team wanted scientific validation of the sounds they experienced at the camp. They submitted their tapes to Dr. R. Lynn Kerlin, Professor Electrical Engineer in the University of Wyoming. The analysis revealed that the sounds were made by a creature physically larger than a man based on the pitch and sound. The height is estimated between 7, 3 and 8 feet. There was more than one creature recorded. The format frequencies found were clearly lower than human and their distribution does not indicate that they were a product of human vocalization or speed alteration. It also concluded that the tape shows no indication of being pre-recorded or re-recorded, right? So bear this for this uh clip is actually recorded like in the, the early nineties as well by these uh, by these hunters. And it's just it's crazy. So like and it's it's mad they say it after it, they feel like the the voices are nearly it's like a language to them. So there's a couple of these little creatures, shall we say, surround the campsite, like observing the, the campers, but they're like it's a, like a language, but it's fucked. So I'm gonna play it now if you're right. Maybe having to shoot our way out. You're just sitting there, all of you are, are kind of petrified. You're just waiting to, for the walls to break open, something reach in there and grab you and hold you up and waiting for the light to break in the cracks of the walls and never happened. That's the strange part because you hear it over there, but you don't see it over there. As time went on, 72, same thing, you know, whatever it was we thought might be trying to scare us out. Maybe this is their territory, but. I, we don't know. We can only guess at why they were doing what they were doing and uh, that they were observing us, that's for sure. What'd you make it up? Bizarre. Like, very... What What do you think that is? 
first oh, first yeah. impressions like it's ghouly it's ghostly but based on i'm gonna say i'm gonna have to go back to what david uh initially we discredited him for but uh based master on the, the character description yeah young master full mm. like this sounds something like sasquatch in terms of what they're describing anyways it's fucked man like imagine being in your fucking campsite right and hearing that like you'd app like the lads say in the clip there that they thought they were gonna have to shoot their way out of their cabin because they were they were that scared like they thought like we're about to be fucking attacked by whatever the fuck these are and it, there was obviously an intelligence to it as well you know what i mean like jesus christ man it's like that fucking video where antoine fucking davis back in the day they're climbing in your window snatching up people <laughs> up <laughs> how'd you how'd you wife how'd you cook stay raping everyone up in here do you mean <laughs> that's what it's like man but man oh like when i heard that like on the on the documentary over the weekend i was just like holy mother of jesus like if that was me i'd be absolutely cacking myself but it's fascinating. You know, there's been, you know, there's been like a, a, a few like um, like formal scientific papers into into uh, Bigfoot. Oh, go away! I'm already like. They're just kind of saying like they're theorizing what they think it could be. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe it's like they they don't believe it's real. Like Bigfoot's real, but they. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's actually you. They link it to a certain type of um, ape, who's called Gigant Gigantopithecus fuck off mad yeah who well, was this mad like could be like um part of a, like a, a relict population basically being like a, a version of that of that kind kind of hmm, ape which is pretty cool but you yeah. know this is weird to bring up master foot again actually because this is a uh, this kind of plays back into it so like i suppose the running them um, the running theory for these kind of bigfoot science especially in the parks is if you if you read about this these kind of um the science that this goes back to the 30s right of people that I suppose they only describe it as are they're living off the grid, aka like they're you probably heard that term before, like proper like unibomber shit, like do you know what I mean? Where these people are living in the wilderness basically, right? And they're kind feral. of described as feral, yeah. And so they wear nothing but like animal pelts and they're they're commonly mistaken for like Bigfoot. Do you know what I mean? Now that is insane because imagine like this is like I don't know if you watched The Walking Dead or anything like that, but like in the latest season of The Walking Dead, there's like these uh, cunts called the Whisperers, right? And they wear the they wear the skin basically of the fucking of the zombies in it, and they blend in with them, and they they are like feral. They live in the forest and all. But imagine that this is what like a lot of these cases are were really about, like just feral fuckers living in the forest that are just snatching kids up. Hmm, that makes a little bit more sense, though, doesn't it? It's like you ever see like I'm, if you think of this like feral these feral humans as like. They probably don't even speak English. They probably don't have it, like, or a language. Like, their communication is limited. Like, think of, did you ever see that when, um, what's that guy? He, like, said he was, do you remember that guy who, who died? He said he was going to go over to an island, this, like, little small African island, and convert them to Chris, uh, Christianity. And oh, as he was sailing God, in the little boat by himself, they just absolutely pinged him out of it with spears and absolutely butchered him Man, before he even made land. What was, what was the name of that guy? That was, yeah, great shout, man. That was a wild little case. I remember that. That was like, get the island name, actually, because it's it's one of the only places on earth that actually still has, like, has indigenous tribes. Well, not one of the only. There's still a good few places, actually. But yeah, this is like, the, is. like one of the only islands. John Chow, the man who tried to convert his killers. Ooh. Yeah, man. He was a, a remote island. Um, there we go. What, is he, what was he thinking? Um wow he, he he was an extreme christian and essentially he went to north sentinel island which is just off sri lanka and he tried to he just he basically went over by himself like these are the type of people that when a drone 
flew over just to see what the island was like that people came out naked in bows and arrows trying to shoot the thing yeah man it's nuts and you know you've reminded me of this unbelievable thing do you ever hear of the cargo cult um thing i think me and you were discussing this before off podcast but i'll definitely bring it up here this is very interesting there is um this whole thing called the cargo cult right which is um during world war ii right when there was like planes flying over and like islands that had indigenous oh, tribes, yeah. Yes, I do know this. Yeah, these tribes basically had never seen anything like an airplane or anything like that flying over, you know, where they live before in their life, right? And they thought that the airplanes were like gods, do you know what I mean? And then years later, when when people actually made it onto these uh, specific areas of the globe where the planes were flying over, where these indigenous tribes were, they found that these tribes had like sculpted little airplane things out of wood and they like had altars and all and they prayed to it. Mm. Isn't they that mad? To, they prayed to because pl- the cargo would they drop food and stuff, and they're like, "This is food falling from the sky in the middle of nowhere." Like, thank you, like, like we, we, this is our god. So I they had like that the field thing, yeah. Sorry, that they had plain sculpt, they had plain sculptures. <laughs> Imagine pray, praying to an Airbus seven three seven. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, and um, but yeah, this whole thing with the feral people is, is scary, man. To be honest with you, and I think it's probably the front runner of our talking. Like, what's a real likely reason why this is happening and uh, isn't it fucked as well that these people will probably be so like in tune with their environment that they probably could snatch someone up and do it do it in such a way that there's no like well minimal evidence like footprints or something like that especially if they're barefoot and lighting their feet or something do you know what I mean? yeah and on top of that like wouldn't they wear like the the skin of of a dead boar or a dead animal to keep them warm it would make sense that they were looked like kind of looked like slumped over kind of like a bipedal meaning like walking upright um because no other no other primate is bipedal apart from humans right yeah man it's so crazy like but that's a rundown basically of, of this missing 411 thing which is still ongoing like the last case was actually as recent as 2018 um, a lot of the last few cases, which is really weird, have all been like OAPs, basically, like people in their 70s and 80s. Like there was one case I was reading um, about a, an L one who was just walking with her husband and they were like a few feet apart and he turned away, away and she was gone, basically. And she was in great nick as well for like a 70-year-old. Like, <laughs> you know I mean? Gaz is uh, I, I know. I was like, fuck me, any pictures of this, broad? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she was uh, she was found basically a few days later, right? Completely in the nip, the horn on me when they seen this, yeah. And uh, now uh, at like a river, basically, like no injuries, no nothing. Like, but her clothes again stacked beside her, um, folded, and her head was like just dipped in the river. But you know, it's weird. The autopsy showed that there was no like um, thing of drowning. She didn't die of drowning. Hypothermia, which is nuts, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like these are like if there are animal attacks, like and people vanish. Fair enough. Like we could say the people who vanished could just be an animal attack because they could just been taken away. Oh, there's no sounds, whatever. They could just been snatched up so instant. Like it, like think of it this way: like if the if it was an undocumented like mountain lion or, or grizzly attack, if someone was not facing the bear and the bear clamped down immediately on their neck, the person would die instantly. Mm, and it didn't know. So fair enough. There's no sound. However, when the people in these scenarios are found. And they're found intact or even weirdly decomposed. Um, but everything else is like normal about them to an extent. Like how weird is that? Man, it's crazy. Like it's uh, it's so fascinating. Like and uh, like just to recap, I suppose, it's just interesting to me why the FBI and the Green Beret man, and all these man, like, I sorry, I forgot yeah. to bring up the point. The this it was it there's the special forces, right? They they were only called in for four civilian cases ever, mm. and two of them were um, 
against an active perpetrator who they thought were armed. Mm-hmm. One of them was under these circumstances that they couldn't explain, and the other one was also wasn't documented here, but was under these circumstances where they don't know what's going on. And your man under oath, what was his name? Like one of the fucking former generals, like under oath, and he said, like I had to step away from this. Like oh, all I can tell yeah. you, what we were dealing with here was 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 mad. And oh like if, my god, you're right. And yeah. the American military do not carry out you know tasks on American soil. And I was just like, wait, what? He's like, all I can say is what we're dealing with here is is just. Let me tell you that. You know, it's it's nothing like it's nothing that you've ever seen before. But I'm on the road and I can't say anymore. Man, that's crazy. And actually, remember the FBI leader at the time committed suicide. Oh yes, like that that's is fucked. Madness. Yeah, like that alone. Like what Danny's just gone over there, and coupled with the fact that generally FBI do not involve themselves whatsoever in these little civil cases, and for whatever reason they seem to be like all over this phenomenon. Um, very very crazy. So. Think on that as you will, people. It's a very, very strange situation. Um, you can obviously do some research yourself, but we've pretty much taken the, the nuts, nuts and bolts and gone through it all, you know. Um, absolutely fascinating. Really enjoyed that one, actually, young Danny. Yeah, I mean, like, we we don't... Um, this is a weird one for ourselves. Like, we haven't done... Have we done Missing People yet? Where, where have we gone with this? We've, we haven't we done Missing People. No, I don't think so, yeah. Well, we've... Uh, yeah, not really, actually. This is our fourth foray into little... Uh, to missing people's cases, missing persons. Yeah, we, we might move into some murders next. Maybe we've yeah, already actually, had uh, fun with the legends that is Mr. Manson, as we call them. Yeah, oh man, the kings. But let us know what you think because, look, as we always say, the Naively Optimist podcast is ever evolving, and we like to kind of not really be pigeonholed into one particular area. Obviously, we like to have crack and go over kind of crazy and weird stories that you're not going to hear in everyday kind of life. So definitely feedback is important. So let us know, you know, we're very active on Instagram. So that's probably the best way to catch us. So if you enjoy the episode, let us know and we'll, we'll keep them coming. Yes. And I'm thinking maybe doing a little bit more parapsychology. Soon. Interesting, mate. I fucking love it. Talk to me. Clairvoyance, psychokinesis, remote oh, viewing, man, telepathy. Yes. Man, I think if we got into that, yeah, man. Uh, there would be some large crack at as man. well. Remote? Should did you try remote viewing to try and find your flu? Man, honestly, does honestly, there's no chance I'd ever be able to recover this absolute beam for remote viewing. <laughs> Yuri Geller even had to be called in to try fucking find that, and even he was like, "Look, mate, there's no point whatsoever." Yuri Geller is a famous remote viewer, by the way, lads. In case you don't know him, and he also is known as the Spoonbender. He actually has a really good success rate as well. Yeah, do you know about Yuri Geller being uh, called in by the CIA? He was actually like, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, we should, you know, we won't go into that now because that alone is so fascinating. But um, he's supposed to be absolutely lethal at remote viewing. So if any of us have lost a few household items, give him a buzz. <laughs> let's do that. Let's let's go into that because the CIA actually have a remote viewing section still active. That's 100%. fucked. You know, with the lad, I know I don't shut up about Tom DeLong and Two of the Stars, but one of the lads um, that Who's is... Who's that? <laughs> I know, mate, I know, mate. Dickhead. But one of the lads that's like uh, on the board of directors for the two of the stars was one of the lads who set up the remote viewing program for CIA. That's fucking cool. Man, We're I don't joke when I say that the people Tom has are, are like would blow your mind. It's actually mad. Oh yeah, I've seen the team he's assembled. Like yeah, fucking crazy. three star, four star generals. Yeah. Ridiculous. Fucking remote viewing cunt and even like uh who else? Your man from Lockheed Martin and stuff like that. It's it's absolutely bananas. But um yeah, do you know what I'm liking that we've kind of delved into these uh these more crazier topics now in season two 
Mm-hmm. Completely, completely agree. And uh, as always, if you want even more of the lads, a few episodes, a few episodes extra a month as well as. Um, I, th- I think you guys are getting first access over there on the Patreon to what our topics are going to be, um, everything moving forward, as well as merch. Merch is coming. Merch is coming very soon. We have something <laughs> very cool lined up that we want to bring to people. But it's going to be seen all over. It's going to be plastered all over our social media first. And also, if you have TikTok, or if you are here from TikTok, let us know, um, or Instagram, let us know exactly where you're coming from as well. And if you don't, currently follow us on tiktok we will be posting some funny videos in the coming weeks over on the- man you're a celebrity on tiktok you're like a fucking sex icon as well the love you are getting from all ages yeah <laughs> what does that mean why was there a laugh after that because <laughs> we discussed we discussed on our patreon i don't really i can't get into it on the public shows because no, i might incriminate wait. uh 50 of the naively optimistic team at least 50 percent. yeah <laughs> but we discussed what went down on tiktok uh vis-a-vis danny and shall we say a younger member of uh, the tiktok community <laughs> that's all i will say on the matter but as danny says there's no evidence to put him away so you'll have to... <laughs> there's no evidence at all mate <laughs> you'll have to pay into the patreon if you want to hear what went down but uh, no nah, i'm only buzzing but in all seriousness though anyone who does join the patreon and help support the show we are endlessly in your debt and honestly thanks so much it really does help um keep the show on wheels and our own kind of mental health and our fucking enjoyment <laughs> Keeps us off, keeps trying to emotionally the, manipulate people here keeps us yeah, off the no. streets <laughs> yeah. that's keeps what I always say Lombo. keeps us out of that's trouble <laughs> but yeah dude fantastic as always absolutely um, my man these legends again happy father's day son thank you so much I'll be over later to give you to take my present off you <laughs> 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 one love junior kisses